welcome to the latest episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast. This is actually a very unique, special podcast where we are recording remote. Typically, all of our episodes are recorded in one room around a table having drinks. With the recent coronavirus situation, we are a little bit stuck and not able to all meet in the same room. So instead of not recording, we are all going to continue recording, even if it has to be remote, because we want to make sure that we're putting out content for everyone else stuck in their homes. Given we are all being forced to work from home, along with a lot of our listeners due to coronavirus, we felt it was topical to have this episode about our experiences working from home. And there has been one major benefit, I would say, that we are now recording remote, maybe it's a benefit, is that we are able to have a special guest join us from Seattle, Brian Holt. I mean, it depends on how you define benefit. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why I said, I'm like, I don't know, some people might find it a benefit. Some people, we'll see. Some people might stop listening right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how many cheers we have. It might get real entertaining. Ooh, might be a fun time. I mean, we're all bored at we home. We have to ration our alcohol then. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I got plenty. I stocked up. <laughs> I'm out of toilet paper, but I got plenty of alcohol. Nobody needs toilet paper. Stock up on the booze. <laughs> All right. Well, let's also give an uh, introduction of today's panelists. Jem, you want to start it off? Jem uh, Young, Senior Software Engineer at Netflix. Uh, Augustus Yoon, Software Engineer at Twitch. Uh, Mars Julian, I'm a Senior Front-End Engineer in the Bay Area, and all thoughts are my own. <laughs> I'm Stacy London. I'm a senior front-end engineer at Atlassian, and all my thoughts are Mars's. All right, I'm Ryan Anklum. I'm a senior software engineer at Netflix. I'm Brian Holt. Sometimes they let me on this podcast, and uh, I'm a senior program manager at Microsoft, and all my thoughts are Steve, Steve Ballmer's. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a software engineering manager at Netflix. In each episode of the podcast, we love to choose our keyword that if it's mentioned at all in the episode, we will all take a drink. And what did we decide today's keyword is? Quarantine. 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 Very suiting for this episode. All right. If we all say the word quarantine, which Brian's already told us that we will be a lot, uh, we will all take a drink. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's dive right in. How are you all feeling about the coronavirus situation and working from home? I could start. People <laughs> don't get sick of me talking. I'm a little down. Yeah, like this has been uh, legitimately harder than I thought it was. Um, like I'm I'm okay. No one no one needs to like call anyone. Or maybe I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. You'll find out at the end of this podcast. Uh, but it's it's been difficult not having like face to face contact and not going out very much and. It's really like uh, disrupted my routine, like going to the gym and going to the coffee shop and going to the bar, uh, which I'm, I fancy myself a bit of an introvert. I mean, what this, I'm on like day 10 of Microsoft's uh, mandated work from home. And uh, yeah, if, if, I mean, they can see my Peloton here in the background. If I didn't have that, I would be literally like running around my house, just screaming <laughs> clothed or not. I'm not really sure. But yeah, it's been tough. Hey, at least you're getting some exercise too. One way or another. Yeah, I, I'll say the same thing. Um, in our work, remote work episode, I talked about how I'm the type that needs to have people around. And if I had to work from home, I would like go to a coffee shop. And now that's not even an option. <laughs> so so it started off pretty bad. I, I think I wasn't very productive. But I think as time has gone on, I've gotten way more productive. I've gotten used to it. So I actually really like it. Like, I don't like COVID-19, of course, but 
I've gotten used to the remote work situation. So, do you think that will change after thirty days? That's a good question. Ooh, we'll see. I guess we'll check back. <laughs> I have two kids with me, my wife, and my mother lives with me, so I've got plenty of people to talk to. But an interesting thing for me is, you know, whenever I leave my house, I'm always super worried that I'm going to bring something back to my mom because she's definitely in the high risk group. So um, I feel like I should be super shut in. But even I, when I leave to go for a run, like I come back and I'm I'm worried. I'm nervous that I touched something or did something that could endanger, you know, my mom's health, which is kind of an interesting weight to carry. Just b- bathe in bleach. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink it. <laughs> Don't drink the bleach. <laughs> Don't drink it, but you can bathe in it. That's total. No, I'm just kidding. No one bathe in bleach. I'm about to get served a lawsuit. This was a terrible idea. I'm signing off the podcast. I don't know. I don't know why we have to tell people not to drink bleach. Oh. It's one of these things that should be self-evident, but don't drink bleach. It will cure everything, including your life. Oh. <laughs> one way to kill the virus. Yeah, I would say that... Um, I mean, I've been set up to work from home just from over the years, working from home occasionally. So, like, I don't, um, I'm fortunate that way. Like, I have a desk and like monitors and all the things that make it feel comfortable. But I think to like kind of what Ryan was just saying, the anxiety of all this is actually a lot and it is hard to concentrate. I normally am quite good at that at home, actually, because I feel like I have less distractions and I don't, you know, have coworkers coming by every five seconds or, you know, or, I don't know, visual distractions, that kind of thing. But um, just every the weight of everything, you know, that like the stock market's crashing, you know, you're losing retirement money and, you know, I'm very privileged and fortunate enough to even have savings like that. But, um, you know, anxiety of that plus the anxiety of this 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 virus and like thinking about my family and my parents and you know they're definitely in an, an age category that's um they're at high risk um I also have you know friends that are immunocompromised or uh friends that aren't in tech that could possibly lose their jobs um they can't work from home so like add all these things up it's just like a swirl in your brain and it, it's definitely hard to concentrate on on work in that kind of mindset so definitely a struggle trying to you know refocus and be like all right just write some code just write some code (laughs) yeah i think like echoing that it's it's a lot of the anxiety and like just being anxious of all the things that you both just said then also just the unknown like how how long is this lasting does this continue are things going to get better is this the new norm how long is that for i think that also just starts to make me feel very anxious it's definitely made working a lot harder because you are thinking about those things. But then I also have to remember too, is that, yeah, maybe we just aren't working at full capacity and maybe being okay with that, which is actually very hard to say because you're like, oh, you want to perform and you want to be doing great. That can be just add to the anxiety. I've also found, like Ryan mentioned, having uh, kids at home, I've actually found it very difficult to have be working from home, dealing with a toddler running around and not having someone to look after him. So both my wife and I are working, trying to juggle who's looking after him, who's on a meeting, you know, when's the best time to work. We still haven't figured it out. So we'll see how that goes. I was going to ask, like, how, how do you feel productive? For me personally, it's been really hard to feel because, again, I think a lot of my productivity was based around routine, right? Like, 
getting on the bus, getting there, like listening to my podcast, reading my emails and then getting there and having like my meetings and going from room to room. Like it was very like mechanical in nature of how I felt productive. And now I roll out of bed like an hour later. <laughs> Hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have the commute though, Brian. Your commute I don't have is the like commute. walking over. That's true. My commute is, uh, you know, pants optional down the stairs, maybe hop on the Peloton, maybe not, and then just start working <laughs> from there. Um, but yeah, so that's been a real struggle for me is like getting that feeling of productivity back. So I have no idea if I'm less productive or more productive. I'm honestly maybe 80, 90% the same productivity rate, but I, I feel like I'm 20% productive, just like the feeling inside of me, which causes a lot of uh, probably undue anxiety. Yeah, I think for me, my, my coding has been through the roof. I've opened more pull requests, I think, in the last two weeks than I have in the last two months combined. But the other work that I do that involves talking to people and collaborating and coordinating things is just, I've, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing there. It comes a lot harder to have those conversations. Like, I mean, look at us. We're on a remote call that we usually sit around a table at. It has its challenges. It's not as easy. I think it's been interesting too though just to like it has been i will echo like what everyone's saying it's been difficult it's been anxiety inducing like trying to find a schedule that works when you literally are rolling from one room to another like brian said pants optional (laughs) like (laughs) it's hard um but on the plus side i don't know about you all but like it's been really interesting to see like the team kind of come together at least my work team come together over slack and just being more kind of empathetic and like emotionally connected to the colleagues and creating a sort of all these like informal ways of connecting virtually that we haven't ever done before. And it, the situation is not great, but as a silver lining, there has been quite a lot of like active bonding, um, which has been really interesting. And I'd be curious to see how that plays out in person because um, we all are all kind of going through like a shared experience and even more so when it's when it's your team. Actually, even just today, my team and I had a virtual lunch. It sounds weird, at, like just thinking about it from an idea standpoint, but in practice of just being able to to connect, even if it is virtually, and just talk about, I mean, we talked about coronavirus a bit, but just even like, what are you watching on Netflix? Like, what's like, what other things are you doing other than work to pass the time? Just While like you're quarantined? Yeah. Oh, oh cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. How do we cheers? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Stacy, I know you'd mentioned the like workstation that you have already had like, pretty good setup. You have the dual monitors, you have a desk and everything set up, but I'm, I'm curious, like how has everyone's workstation been uh, working at home? I'll, I will just speak for my, my immediate team. Like I'm good, but like a lot of people don't really like working from home or haven't, and don't even have any setup at all. Some people rent a room in, a, in an apartment in San Francisco and don't even have a full apartment to themselves. So their room is where they can kind of do stuff. But that means working on your bed. And that's not very good for you know, all sorts of reasons, posture. Then there's also no gap in your work and home. I've seen some of the people on my team working in hallways, like stacking books up as a desk. And like, also, that's another thing is even if you do want equipment, it's really hard to get either you have to go to a store which now are in san francisco bay area there's stores aren't really that open for something that's not essential and then ordering stuff is a lot slower too so that can be really difficult you all can see right now i'm working on my dining room table right like (laughs) i don't have an office because i 
uh, once I became a program manager, I have to be in the office every single day. And so I, I bought the essentials. Like I had a mechanical keyboard, thank God, because that, that just feels nice. I see Stacy smiling. She knows what she knows where <laughs> it's this essential. Is at. It's essential. Yeah, it is. It is. And then I bought like a, a like a little stand, like one of those like rain aluminum stands for my laptops. So at least it like sits up, so I can like have like eye level and like, you know, I don't have like my uh, camera like pointing up my nostrils and like terrible lighting. So like I can actually feel like I can turn on my camera. So like just doing things like that, like trying to make it as comfortable as possible. But like it's hard for me because I don't want to spend any damn money on this because like I don't know how long it's going to last. Probably I'm not going to get to work from home very much again when I get back to work. So I don't know. That's that's been a struggle for me as well. I think that's an interesting point. Uh, plus one on the dining table. That's where I've been working from too because I don't really have a setup. But I, I hope after this, if anything, more companies will be open to remote work and people who are investing time to build a, a setup at home it'll be worthwhile uh so I, i'm re- i'm really hoping that this uh, it's kind of interesting because this whole situation i feel is some sort of social experiment in some ways like because a lot of people have talked about how remote work might be the future of working i mean so- as software engineers we're pretty fortunate that where we we can uh do our work wherever and you know traffic is like insane in silicon valley and many other places so I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm pretty hopeful. I I game on my uh, Windows machine, so I was already set up. <laughs> Part of this, like, I I haven't chimed in much because I've been on paternity leave for eight weeks now. So I've been watching this play out really slowly. For me, it's been really slow. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it's gonna happen. And like, I see random spikes of panic, and I'm like, you guys didn't see this three weeks ago, like. And I I forget everybody else has their like other lives going on. My life is. A baby. <laughs> Mazel tov, so, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Quarantine. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. But my setup is the same as my gaming setup. I got kicked out of my office, so now I'm downstairs next to the kitchen. But, you know, I've got a nice IKEA desk. Shout out to IKEA. They're pretty cheap and they're huge. They have adjustable legs. Uh, IKEA for everything. Like, don't, don't spend money on, like, a desk. A desk is a desk. I got my office chair. It's one of the steel case ones, but I got it used. So there's entire sites that just sell refurbished chairs and they're perfectly usable. They're they're kind of expensive still. It's like 300 for a used one. Um, but it's amazing. Like, get a good office chair. Uh, I've got my widescreen curved 34-inch monitor, which is great for gaming, Damn. but like for coding, it's awesome with an HDMI connector. So I'm pretty well set up. I also have a mechanical keyboard. I just got um, two audio engine speakers. I got rid of my old Logitech. So I got some like good desk speakers, so... I am ready. I'll, I'll say this, like well being ahead up. of the curve. I I'm, I was well set up for gaming, so I'm well set up for coding. Uh, being ahead of the curve, I'll tell you all now as front end happier listeners, buy a good webcam because you'll stand out in meetings rather than like the crappy like Mac <laughs> webcams. Like get ahead of the curve now, get a good Logitech or like a third party camera. And people will be like, wow, who is that person? That jam, he really stands He's out in meetings glowing. because they have a better camera. Look at that beard. You've got that beard. It's so shiny. Uh, get a Yeti. Uh, yeah. Like, the mic The mic audio is good. I've definitely been using my Yeti on calls. Same. You can tell and you can tell the difference when you're on a video call with someone who's like got the full equipment versus someone who's like still winging it. I'll say this in my research and not, a, not research, just having observed this over two months, it's going to last a lot longer than we think. So I'd invest in good equipment now. Brian, I like your point of like when I get back to work, I don't want to waste my money, but... I think we have a few months of this, so 
Yeah, that's just like general floating anxiety in, in my brain. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like what you said, Gem, of investing in some equipment. I think whether it be maybe if you're very vain and want your beautiful beard to show on, on a camera, maybe that's important, maybe not. But I, I will echo the investing in a good chair. The first day my wife, when both her and I were working from home, I have invested in a chair in the past and she has not. And it was like in a lot of pain just from sitting in the one chair that she chose to sit in all day long. It's not meant to be a desk chair that you sit in long term. And so even that first day, she was like, oh, I'm in pain. And so she's she's done a lot better job now of just like switching spots and locations just to, so she is moving a bit more. But yeah, having a good chair goes a long way. I did the same thing Jem did. I found a steel case leap chair used and it's been such a lifesaver. I'm- can sit at home and, and work all day and not get sore. Whereas my wife picked this lovely white thing oh. and she can't sit oh, no. that thing for more than uh oh. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it's it a good looking chair. It looks you, good. Yes. You don't yeah. want to sit in it. Desk chairs aren't the best looking. I gotta say that. Like office chairs, they're kinda ugly. Yeah. Even the like the most expensive desk chair, you're like, this is not that good. Like it doesn't look that good. Yeah, I got a I have an Aeron. Oh, those are good. Yeah. I, I probably would have gotten a steel case after Jem told me about it because it sounds like a cloud for your ass. <laughs> Ooh. But, I'm going to send that to them. I'm like, hey. I got as a, a service? <laughs> but uh, yeah, this that's like the one redeeming grace of my working area is that I do have a nice chair to sit on. Otherwise, I'd be sitting on my uh, saddle up here for my Peloton. Ooh. Yeah, sitting on the Peloton chair will not go long. So I've heard all of you, like since you're all actually working and I am working on keeping a baby alive, it's a lot of work. Uh, uh, let me echo that that is like the hardest job i i like like dismissed it i was like oh i'm I'm pretty smart i'm I'm pretty good my wife's very smart she's very good how hard can it be it is a full-time job taking care of a baby like you wouldn't think because they sleep most of the day theoretically and like you wouldn't think it's that much work our our big concern like this is a bit bit aside but like our concern is like we have to go back to work but like we're literally doing the same thing we're doing before so like our routine is like way 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 it's gonna be very difficult to go back because it's just doing the same thing we we're doing before just with work now and a baby like nothing has changed on that front we were really counting on getting a nanny or daycare or something but we'll figure it out just like everybody else around the world is figuring it out but so can i ask you all since you've been working for from home for a while i've heard it's better to like get out of bed take a shower go to your dedicated work area rather than uh no offense Brian, <laughs> rolling out of bed in your boxers and going to work because I've heard that doesn't work very well. It just makes you less productive. But is oh, that it true? doesn't. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so actually, I find that really interesting because, um, like, I used to, I still work from home occasionally, but I didn't have a good routine around it because um, it was, like, the exception, not the rule. And so everyone was kind of, like, work from home days were just, like, normally less productive. But having this, like, continued work from home has, like, really forced me to think about, like, time boxing it and like taking taking breaks so it's been really interesting so like i mean a lot of the literature out there and in my own routine is like go to work quote unquote and then find it find a thing that triggers you leaving work um so even though like i don't have no need to shower um really (laughs) (laughs) we can't smell her from here yeah you can't smell me um i mean i shower i mean i shower first thing and then i get my coffee um, cause we're not in shelter in place in LA yet. Um, get my coffee, go to work. And then the end of my day, I just am like, okay, I'm going to go for a run and I'm turning off my laptop and that's the end of it. Um, 
So that routine has really helped me, um, even though I've never had it before, just because work from home is sort of like, oh, it's a fun thing to do because I don't have to do it every day. Yeah, I definitely have found there's been a couple of days where I just like, I was like, oh, I'll shower later and I put it off and it just kind of bugs me. Like I'm like, oh, I sh-, you know, and so when I wake up, I even been waking up early, like it's not like I'm like have to be up that early, wake up, I shower and just kind of like my regular routine and coffee is definitely important surprisingly enough not all coffee shops are closed too they are still serving (laughs) um you just can't sit in them like the coffee shop i go to actually removed all the chairs so you you can just walk in get your coffee and leave so you can still go out and do those things which to me as i've even been doing the odd time to just feel like a good reason to get out another one that i found staying productive is keeping the workspace clean like that to me has like around me it feels i feel like i'm not distracted being like oh this mess is bugging me those of you who know me will be kind of shocked to find out that i took it to a a weird crazy level and i've actually tried to even (laughs) eat the exact same breakfast i do at work so i went out and bought special k and blueberries i bought (laughs) all the same snacks i have at work um yeah so I'm, i'm trying to keep the same routine down to a t can I pay someone nice in your family to go mess with your monitor? Because <laughs> that would just make me very happy. Yeah, I should bring my kids in here and you can ask them what happens if they touch daddy's monitor. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just want to plus one the kind of morning ritual, like tr- trying to keep it consistent. Like I got a pour over so similar to what Twitch has. So I could just make my own pour over coffee. And it's kind of nice. like a nice morning ritual. You can just grind your coffee, make it and then get started. So... So wait, so so far the fun and happy hour work from home list is what do we say? Uh, Yeti microphone, or at least a good microphone, a good chair, uh, a coffee maker, coffee machine of some sort. Is that everything? Does anyone have any like non-equipment related things that are part of their r- routine? Because so I'll admit I like a really good candle when I'm working, and that may sound a little a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> but that's very LA of you. <laughs> no, this was in San Francisco. All my candles are at home still, sure, unfortunately. Sure. Cool. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> I mean, I like that. I I also think like sometimes even just like a good music of choice, whether whether you're coding or even just something in the background, it could be white noise or just something to feel like you're not 100% alone can be helpful. But I love the candle idea. I don't have any good candles. I'm sure they're kicking around somewhere in my house. I should try this. I have a pick for it later. A very millennial <laughs> candle company with great descriptions. Perfect. Okay, that's even better. I'm excited for picks now, <laughs> even more so. One of my favorite things is Addie comes in and brings me an animal every day to keep me company. What? So this Aww. is that's amazing. That's this adorable. is a rhino with a bow that she has brought me today. Does it so have I, a name? I'm never alone in here. I don't know what it's. It's probably Riney because that's how she names everything. <laughs> she has a, an algorithm. It follows. Would you say it's quarantine to your desk? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Heard a couple people, Ryan, saying that he's open way more pull requests. Augustus, you've started to feel more productive. What are some other advantages that you've all found working from home? <laughs> no commute. Yeah. Yes. That's a yes. good one. One that I really like is um, I have a better exercise routine. Just without, I guess it ties to the no commute. There's no commute. I have more time to do the things that I like to do, which for me is involves exercise. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I see all these people like on social media talking about like, what are you doing with all this new time? And I'm like, 
thinking to myself, because I mean, just like the hour you get back from commuting or do you like, what do you do at night that like now you have all this time to do? I like, I find it interesting. So I'm like, uh, mostly kind of a homebody. Like we don't go out that much. Like sometimes I go to concerts to see music, but like most evenings I'm like, cook some dinner and then do an act like read or whatever. But like that hasn't changed much with all of this, but everyone's like, Oh, I don't know what to do with all this extra time. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> or like just watching everybody's reaction on Twitter, which is Twitter's just blown up insanely in two weeks. Just everybody's on it now. Or just even just talking to people as they do in passing on slack obviously but it, it's just like introverts are like you know not much has changed for me you know i can't go to the gym anymore so that sucks and then other people are like this is terrible this is the worst and it's interesting to see the personality splits just there are people that count on the like 5 p.m after bar drinks there are people that are like well i just go home and hang out with my team for the other or my pets or whatever i think that's actually like really important to highlight though because like introverts and extroverts like decompress in very different ways and so the mental health effects of like i've been thinking about this a lot because i consider myself like an extroverted introvert so i need the socialness but i enjoy the homebodiness too and it's it's hard like from a mental health perspective i can't imagine that like people who are you know 100% extroverted like this is this can't be easy mm-hmm. and you know for other situations too um it's it's been really interesting yeah i definitely count myself in that camp as well like i probably go out like three or four times a week like in the evenings and then fairly frequently in the morning just to get coffee just to have some extra time with my wife uh and not having that i thought i thought it wasn't going to be a big deal cuz i i do enjoy spending time at home as well but uh, that's that's taken a grander effect than I ever anticipated that it would have. So how do you all solve that? Uh, as an introvert, it's not a huge issue for me. It's important to get out of the house, which is funny enough. It's like the reverse where I need to just get some fresh air. But for people who are extroverts and like need the, the company, what's the solution? For I mean, the best thing I've done so far is just walk the dog. So my dog, like... They've all met Luna. She's a little shit, and I love her. But <laughs> she has gotten so many walks, so many walks. And we take her over to the the Seattle Arboretum, which is this big, beautiful, treed area in the middle of Seattle. And we just do fucking laps around that. And so she's getting, like, two hours of exercise frequently. So that that's helped me a bunch. It's it's an excuse to go out. I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to get close to anyone. And, and that's been help probably more helpful for me than the dog the dog is like done at the end of the walk she's like why did you do this to me again (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if anyone else has been doing this but like i've been doing happy hours with people in the evening sort of just like getting we're kind of doing that right now but like i know she's like very poorly i started at six (laughs) o'clock yes i mean it's it's different you know it's like a phone call with wine um it's still not the same as going out but it's it's still nice to have someone to commiserate with. The pitfall you run into is like talking about the coronavirus nonstop. And so I find myself and be like, okay, stop. We need to talk about different news. Like the anxiety is generally enough um, and it only kind of heightens it. So just like scheduling like virtual FaceTime with friends is kind of what I've been doing so far. And this works. This is good. Yeah, hey, I was really excited for this tonight to actually, Same. I miss everyone. So yeah. And, and I, I kind of miss Brian. I don't yeah, know. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. Feelings mutual, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'll add another one thing I found also kind of, you know, we mentioned the commute. That is definitely nice to cut out. And eh, sometimes for me, I actually don't mind the commute because I 
take a shuttle to and from work and I actually am very productive on that. Uh, so I've actually found I've lost a little bit of that productivity, not being hit heads down. But also I've found the ability I can spend more time with my son, like even in the morning, like we, I'll take him out to go for a walk or right after work. It's like, a, it's really nice to just have that extra time to be able to do that, which is kind of nice too. That's awesome. I said I was like missing the, or like not missing the commute, but I guess in some ways that was like really good exercise for me. I walk to work a lot or bicycle and that was kind of like my exercise <laughs> and now I'm not doing any of that. So I think I'm feeling a little bit like I have to figure out a replacement for that somehow, like make more of an effort. Like Brian was saying, like go for more uh, walks with the dog or something to like make up for that. Brian, I, I liked your your point like er- early in the episode about a routine because that, that's something that, again, I'm not working for work, but <laughs> like I, I had anxiety too and it was just, I was like, why am I so anxious? And just some days is worse than others. And I was like, what's going on? And what it was, was the lack of routine. Because if like, if nothing else, if like the world's falling apart around you and you just can't get a grip on things and things are just changing so rapidly, like what you find solace in is routine. But like with a baby, there is no routine. And like, it's, and that's what it was. And that was extremely frustrating. It's just like every day is random and I don't know what's going to happen in like, trying to pin down a routine is like number one for me. It's just get this, get like some sort of schedule in order. But I, I think it would be the same for working from home. It's like have a routine, something that's like you can count on every single day that you do, no matter what happens. Yeah. For me, it's like, it, it's very like primal mechanical, right? Like I have to feel like I, I did it. Like I went out and I got the animal and I brought back dinner, right? Like, I don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> but it, 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 I need to feel that. Like, it doesn't matter that I ship this giant PR that like fixes, I don't know, Microsoft's problems, right? But if like I hopped on the bike for 30 minutes, like I, I did something, I burned those calories. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. That's funny. What have been the major disadvantages? I forget to get lunch. I like, I don't know. This is the routine yes. thing again, but like, I'm like working and Josh looked at me today and he's like, don't forget to eat. <laughs> and I was like, well, I like Josh. <laughs> Josh is good. He's, he's good. good. Yeah. yeah, I want to plus one that I, I sometimes forget. It's funny because actually at work, I'm kind of the guy that reminds everyone to get lunch. I Now I forget to get lunch because I'm used to like waiting for people to ask me, hey, are we getting lunch now <laughs> or something? Um, and, and also along with that, I... I myself and I've noticed coworkers, they end up working super late. Yes. Like they, and maybe it's because they're adjusting the schedule. So they wake up later, um, but it's hard to know. And I just see people work super, super late. And I hope it's not a work-life balancing. It's probably more of they, it's hard for them to disassociate home time and working time because now it's the same place now. So do you all have firm working hours where you're just like, nine to five or 10 to five or Silicon Valley time. So 11 to two you guys have firm <laughs> working hours. You're like, all right, I'm working now and now I'm done just because I've heard that's difficult to separate, especially when you're sitting at the same desk, you might play video games at and like one just involves closing a laptop and one is just like your laptop's open. So now that means I'm working. I think it's really important to have those boundaries. I think it goes back to the routine and 
you need to set those. I remember many years ago, I used to work remote for a while. I know I've talked about it on previous episodes where I didn't really end up enjoying it because I felt so isolated for like long periods. But that was one thing at first I was not good at. It was just like, well, you just like work all the time. But that's literally what happened because you're just like constantly doing that. I even found uh, having sometimes even a separate laptop was helpful. Hmm. I had like an old personal laptop that my work laptop was more powerful and probably better, but even just switching to the other laptop for very personal things, or maybe it's even just having your hard drive partitioned for two different things could work too, is sometimes just that is like, hey, maybe you do want to play games or do illustrations. And that's like on some of the programs that you might be using for in your day-to-day work, or maybe you like programming, building a side project, just being able to say like, no, I'm shutting off the work notifications and I'm done. And being able to switch over can be really powerful. I always tell my wife when I'm going to be done with work. So I have someone to hold me accountable. So I'll say, I'm, I'm done at 4.30, I'm done at 5. And then 4.30 rolls a clock and she's like, well, you know, where are you? You said you'd be done at 4.30. So it helps. Yeah, what's been tough for me is that I, I have meetings with London. So I have to get up early for those meetings. And then I have meetings with Australia and Singapore and uh, China as well. And so... Those meetings come at like six and seven, which when I was working from the office, those meetings would be taken at home, but like I was home. So like I took the meeting and then I fucked off right after that. But now it's really tough because like, well, I was like, I have a meeting at seven. So what, I'm gonna, what am I going to do between five and seven? Might as well answer those like pile of emails I have to get to. I feel like I'm complaining a lot. Does anyone feel like I'm complaining a lot? <laughs> no. The usual. The usual. Okay. I thought that was more of a humble brag than a complaint. No, <laughs> no. Th- this Australia. is a, an indictment. It's an <laughs> so indictment important. that I am not managing my time well. Yeah, it's really funny as we're complaining about the, the difficulties of working from home, all working in the same time zone. Brian bringing that up is... That is really difficult. Even the remote job that I talked about that I previously worked at, there was, was it two two or three hour time difference in, in the sense that I actually enjoyed because I was up early, like no one was even working yet because I was ahead of time at that point. But it caused problem because like, well, you might just work a little bit later because they're all working too. Uh, you took that meeting that was there four o'clock, but you're leading into dinner time. One thing, and this is about work from home, but... In any remote meeting, I've always had this problem, and we, we're okay now because we, we all know each other fairly well, but it's knowing when to speak. We rely so much on like nonverbal cues of seeing someone's entire body in frame when you're talking to them, and you lose that with remote meetings. So sometimes it's really hard to, oh, I've got a really good point, but you don't know when to jump in because you can't, you don't want to interrupt someone else who's about to start. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know a solution to that. Maybe raise your hands. So I know Zoom has this feature and uh i know other chat clients are getting it is like the raise hand feature yes. oh th- there it is thank you augustus for demonstrating thumbs hand, up but... okay well fuck all of you but like that's been effective another thing that i think stacy you mentioned like taking the walk to work or the commute of your walk i go to a lot of meetings all day that's a lot of my day I miss walking to meetings. It sounds so weird and bizarre, but just being able to get up and change locations and actually getting that, I don't know, maybe it's a couple hundred steps uh, between meetings, but you're actually walking and doing something. I'm just sitting in one spot, dialing into one meeting and then to the next and then to the next. It's it's really boring. You should like yeah, label your like, my... rooms in your house as like conference rooms. So this is like <laughs> conference room, bathroom. <laughs> 
That's Brian, actually a I live, really good I live idea. in a house in San Francisco, though. I like, and there's not many rooms. <laughs> Maybe just corners of the room. That's a good idea, room. though. It, it, okay, it, yeah, I could just have like little like taped off zones and everything like that. Yep. <laughs> See if you can get them added to like the Google Calendar. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna schedule conference room, baby's room. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot though. Just pick a chair around the dining table and like, okay, this one is this meeting, this one is this meeting. Like, That's rotating. amazing. I love that. Since I yeah, I'm not part of this yet, it will be next month. What's the etiquette? Is it like is it considered rude if you don't have your video on and everybody else does and you're yes. like, you're the one person? Okay. I don't know if it's considered rude, but it's strange with everybody because most people do. Most people put the video up and then if someone's not, you're like, hmm. What are they doing? Are they in the bathroom? I found it kind of depends on the size of the meeting. Like, we have some meetings that are like tactical meetings with the whole team. And, you know, there's really one person leading it. And it's more of a share out and less of a participation thing. And then people without their video on, that's not strange to me because they're sort of just there listening, um, not participating. But like smaller meetings, I found it's important to, to, to sort of see everyone, especially in this time of quarantine. Cheers. 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 So the reason I say I disagree, which I actually agree, it is better to be able to see each other. The reason I say I disagree on it is I've been having the challenge of how do I take care of my son at the same time of juggling work. So I may shut off the video because I'm chasing after him um, and maybe dialed in on my phone. And so there has been instances of that where, yeah, I'm not showing my video for that. Or the, the first week of this of work from home, my meetings were back to back to back to back and there was no time to get food. And so some of the times I was actually cooking food and like walking around the kitchen doing that kind of stuff. And so I felt like it would be weird for the person to have to see me moving around. That might actually make them sick watching that. So I would shut off my video. So instances like that where I'm like, well, there might be a reason for it. That's fair. I don't know. Has has anyone's companies also like changed the meeting time length? Um, Because we've had sort of issues as well with like back to back meetings. And so now we have short, somewhat shorter meetings to allow for people to like go to the restroom or grab food between meetings. So like no, like 50 minute meetings versus hour long and 25 minute versus like half hour sort of is like a new meeting etiquette that's being tried out as well. Yeah, I I think that's like a super good idea. And I also actually wanted to mention this as an advantage is I feel people are a lot more mindful of meetings. I have found far more fewer pointless meetings meetings that should have been email i I think it's just because you know when you aren't up there and to approach them you know you're you really think to yourself do i really need to set up a hangout for this there there are things that uh like speaking of disadvantages we've been talking about working from home but there's general disadvantage of just not being in office and one of those is imagine starting a new job right now yeah and like i we we, i can have a conversation with all of you because we've all hung out and you know for many years now but imagine you're a new person starting a team. You don't know anybody and you don't know their nuances and things like that. Shout out to those people, man. That, that's got to be really, really hard to switch jobs. Right I now. have an engineer joining our team at the end of this month. And Shit. it's going to be an interesting situation. So trying to figure out how we can best onboard. But yeah, it, it, it's going to be a little weird. Yeah, because even like companies that do like all remote, they, they still, a lot of them still have like a, I don't know, annual get together where they all get to, you know, meet each other in person kind of thing. And it's like that if that component's not there, yeah, that's like there's something to that 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 makes a difference. So that's going to be strange to start and not actually physically meet anybody for a while. Before we jump into picks, 
each of you, I'd love to hear what's one piece of advice that you would give to others that may be moving into this world or already into this world where you are having to work remotely or work from home quarantined. Cheers. 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 I think my best piece of advice is, and like I say this as the laziest shit in the land, as these people will attest to, (laughs) uh, is just exercise. Man, that that makes such a big difference in in my day. Um, And like I like honestly will interrupt my day just to go exercise. Um, It makes me feel better. It makes me like it just everything is better after I exercise. So if you if you miss it in the morning, then do it in the afternoon, but just figure out how to go for a walk, how to hop on the bike, whatever that ends up being. Yeah, it helps so much for me. I always try to get my runs in at lunch, so I break up my day, and I'm not sitting in my office all day. So every day it's 11 o'clock, I'm out for a run. Plus one of the exercise, it is, it it changes your perspective so much. Like you, you don't even know sometimes you're depressed or feeling anxious until you get out and you exercise hard. And you get back and you're like, I just feel better. I don't know why. I just feel better. On the plus side of that, there has never been a better time to bike around your city. No matter what city you're in, it is nice and empty. I've been going to San Francisco, like up and down to Fisherman's Wharf and back. It is, it is beautiful. Uh, another piece of advice I would say is remember how fortunate you are to be in a position where you can work from home. Like it is incredibly fortunate that we have these problems. And sometimes that I feel like this is overwhelming. You got to start back to work in a month, the baby and all these things. But I just think it's a good problem to have to be gainfully employed right now. And just remember people that don't. So it, it kind of puts problems in a in a different light. Super plus one to that. I would say to um, just with everyone saying like, oh, I don't have to commute or I have a little bit of extra time. Uh, take that time to check in on everybody that you love, your friends, your family, um, especially especially now. One thing that's been interesting is like sort of related to what Stacy was saying in terms of like reaching out to people is also like reaching out to people that you work with. Um, it's sort of like, it's hard and especially in this scenario when everyone's working from home and given the anxiety, like just to, I don't know, I found it really useful to be vulnerable with people I work with. Like, Hey, I'm feeling really anxious today. I'm sorry that my output's not, you know, necessarily what it could be, but thank you for bearing with me. And sort of, it, it helps to not only create sort of like camaraderie and I mean, other people could open up back to you, but also sort of like set expectations. And I find that everyone's been really, really empathetic so far to like, everyone's got, you know, different scenarios, um, going on at home, you know, from being completely alone in their apartment to not having childcare. And it's just been really interesting to have those conversations with coworkers. Yeah. I kind of just, I guess that was similar to what I was going to say, but just having empathy for the whole situation and you know the day-to-day that you typically have with your team is kind of missing so if you have a chance just checking in with your teammates uh, I, I think it's really important I, I feel very fortunate to have a team that like when California announced the shelter in place order so for those who aren't who aren't from California this is like the order that officially only essential businesses can be open um, grocery stores started going crazy out of stock for everything. And it was just really awesome to see like my manager and my teammates say, Hey, I'm going to go out. I want to be like, I want to be able to have food or something. And everyone was very understanding of that. I think for me, uh, another one that I thought was interesting too, is thinking about there are people that can't work remote. Think about like restaurants, other businesses that are in your area, that are local 
is like even just thinking of ways to support them is you can actually still right now, even in the time that we're all quarantined, cheers, 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 cheers. you can still order food. Restaurants may not be able to seat you, but you can still order food. So like think of that is like, can you still, you know, if you're able to afford eating in and just being able to order, it could be a good way to help support businesses too. Also buying gift cards for like local businesses yeah. as a way of giving back. If they're not open now, like those gift cards help them with income for, for now and, and we'll, you can exchange them for goods later. <laughs> At the end of each episode, we like to share pics of things that we found interesting and would like to share with our listeners. Let's uh, go around this virtual room to share our picks for today. I have three today. One is related to my work from home setup that we were talking about earlier. They're called Anecdote Candles. And it's the, it's very millennial. The names of the candles are quite entertaining, like bottomless mimosas or adulting or mid-century modern. <laughs> they all have they all have um, like really interesting descriptions. Like the bottomless mimosas is uh, smells like like sunny days and fresh gossip or something like that. They actually smell really good. They they don't smell super sweet. So I I really enjoy um, the humor and. It the... doesn't smell like being drunk at eleven. <laughs> Uh, maybe. <laughs> and then my second pick is actually related to the bike in Brian's house. The Peloton app announced that they're doing a 90-day free trial for those who are interested in trying their audio workouts at home. Um, they have like really, really good content for strength training and hit programs. And um, you don't need the bike to use it. Obvi- obviously, like you could do audio work, like runs outside and core workouts at home, really runs the gamut. And then the third one is a link that I'll send the group later just because it probably needs to be put on the website, but it's an article by um, SF Eater, which is just listing some well-known restaurants that are open for takeout and delivery in San Francisco specifically. Yeah, there's a Seattle one as well. It's really good. Uh, my, my first pick, you all stole, which was support your local restaurants and, and stuff like that. But I'm going to take that a little bit step f- further. I was really struggling with like, People around me were struggling. I'm very fortunate that I work in tech that allows me to work from home. And so how could I have like a, a visceral impact in my life? And so I kind of started thinking through like, who are like the people in my life? And so I started trying to like, all right, I'm going to buy a gift card to my barber, to my favorite brewery, to my bartender that I really like, um, all that kind of stuff. And just trying to make sure that these people around me, like that, that, enrich my life and in my local community that I'm making sure to support. So that's, that's what I'm going to encourage you to do is kind of take stock of your life. What parts of it are you missing? Who can you support? How can you financially outreach to them and like make a difference in their life? And I think you'll be surprised at the gratitude that you get back from that. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. My second pick is a book that I finished reading called talking to strangers. Hopefully no one's picked that in the past while. It's a very good book. Uh, it's from Malcolm Gladwell, uh, which is like my favorite off- author. I, I read everything that he writes. Uh, this one was super eye-opening to me. It's about just in various capacities, like what it's like to talk to uh, people they don't know, right? And it, it sorry, that's my dog. Hi, Luna. Um, Luna is my third pick. No, I'm just that's not true. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's a very good book. It's it has to do a lot with like. Uh, unconscious bias, uh, racism, like all this stuff that like you read it and you're like, 
ah, shit, I totally do that, right? So it, that one's like one of those books that you read and it's like has some uh, altering perspective moments that will change what you look at everything. And then my third pick, last pick, which is not Luna. She's just like the, the pick overall. My third pick is Folding at Home, which is a project that's very old. Many of you have probably heard of it. Uh, it allows you to turn your computer into a uh, analysis engine to see like uh, that basically these like universities like Stanford and Cornell can upload data to your computer. Your computer will run like all these analyses and processes. So it's like a distributed supercomputer and then it'll re-upload it to them. So they get to do all these analyses without having like these crazy expensive supercomputers. And the reason why I'm choosing that right now is they're actually running coronavirus tests right now. So if you want to feel like you're doing something and helping, like I have a gaming computer sitting there that's, you know, I use maybe once a day for a couple hours, but the rest of the day, like it's literally running like a, like a fucking wind tunnel because it's doing these coronavirus analyses. So like I hear it and I'm like, I'm doing something and it just makes me feel really good. So that's my third pick. Augustus, what do you have? Uh, so my first pick is a website called ncov2019.live. Uh, this is just a website that ha- is just, uh, it has global USA, a bunch of quick facts about um, the co- co- um, COVID-19 in general. Um, I thought it was really impressive because it was made by a 17-year-old kid. Um, and so and I think it's worth checking out. I thought it was pretty well done. And you know, props to him t- for like finding some opportunity to like, you know, do something, you know, um, during this time. And then my second pick is, uh, I know we when we were talking about working out, how important that is, I was like, oh, I have just the thing for you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I also totally agree. I think it's really important to pay attention that, you know, being hauled up all the time inside, you know, don't forget about working your working out and, you know, making sure you still stay physically healthy. So there's this website called Blogilates and they have this 14 day quarantine workout. What did you call me? (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's a really good workout plan. Um, So check it out. Ryan, what do you have? So my first pick is this book called The Mastermind. And it is one of the most insane stories I've ever read. Uh, It's about a guy who starts off writing encryption software. So he, he is the brains behind TrueCrypt. Then he moved into online pharmacy. And then he made the logical transition to being a international criminal mastermind. Um, I mean, guns, drugs, everything. I mean, just the escalation of this guy's, what, what he was involved in is absolutely insane. Yeah, I think Jim's on like step three of that. <laughs> I am. Like, yeah. like at one point he tried to buy a nuclear sub from North Korea. Like that's how, how crazy he's gotten. Oh, so Jim's um, on step four. Okay. I, I've been there. They're, they're, they're shrewd negotiators, I'll tell you. That. Uh, it's just a fascinating story. I, I couldn't put that. Actually, I was listening to it in audiobook and I just, I couldn't stop listening to that. The second one is my um, kind of quarantine pick and it's these sweatpants called Ace Sweatpants. Um, and I do... <laughs> I, I, I do get up and get dressed for work, but the second I leave at 4.30, I go throw these things on. These are the most comfortable pants I've ever put on. Uh, they're just awesome. Um, and I, I just love them. And then my... Yeah, you said quarantine said, pants. Yeah, so, uh, quarantine pants. Quarantine. Well, I'm going to write the company and I'm going to... Quarantine. Uh, they should rename those to quarantine pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm, I'm here for that. And then the last one is a podcast episode of an episode called Reply All. 
and it's called The Case of the Missing Hit. And a guy writes into the show saying, I've got this song in my head and I can't figure out what song it is. And the show is basically the host and this guy trying to figure out what song this is. I mean, they go so far as to fly into L.A. and hire a band to recreate this song out of this person's head. Um, I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I was I listened to it on a run and I was like bent over laughing at some of these things. It's crazy. Um, it's super entertaining, though, and it, it's a really, really good uh, story. So I love have a it. Couple of, if, about an hour. Love Reply, Reply All is a yes. good one. This this is the best episode of Reply All. It's so good. Stacy, what do you have? First pick, just sort of what I said before, check in with people, all your friends, family. Um, and the I have two music picks. Uh, the first one is a band, I think it's just T-Vam. I don't know if it's pronounced as a word. <laughs> the song is this called... This is the most Stacy pick ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last one was uh, in... Um, Morse code, so I still haven't heard from any listeners if they. Uh, uh, it's fig- great. You said it to it me out. too. I loved it. <laughs> um, this one's called "Psychic Data" by T Vam. He describes his music as post-internet motivational slime punk. I don't know if I get the punk out of it, but uh, it's good. It's good. Good stuff to it's listen cause to. It's because you don't understand it yet. <laughs> yeah. And the second one is a song called "Shedding Layers" by Rob Cluth. Um, sort of experimental uh, IDM sort of track. Uh, if you like Max Cooper, you might like his stuff because he's on. I think they. I think he's on Max Cooper's label. Um, yeah. So some escapism. Go listen to some music and uh, don't obsess too much about everything. About quarantine. About quarantine. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Jam. What do you have for us? Uh, I've got four picks today. Uh, the first one is a show on. HBO, funny enough, uh, called Avenue Five. When I first watched it, I was like, "This isn't that funny." I don't, I don't really. It's a get slow it. burn. It's a slow it, burn. It is an extremely slow burn. The only way I actually got it was to go back halfway through the season and watch from the beginning when I understood the characters and all that. But uh, essentially, it's a show about a space liner, um, which is like a cruise liner, but since yeah, like a cruise then, ship, yeah, cruise ship. Uh, things go wrong, and that's probably the best way of putting it. It was made by the same people who made Beep, or Veep. Uh, <laughs> Beep would be a fun. <laughs> it's, it's really clever. I've heard the best way to watch it is actually with subtitles because there's so much in every single line, like so many jokes and jabs. And it's probably one of the cleverest shows I've seen in a long while. But I don't think it's going to make it season two because it's just not flat out funny. You really have to get invested in it. And then it's just brilliant. Uh, but worth a watch if you need something to watch, which you probably do at this point. Uh, second one is a show I came across on an airplane or airplane at some point, but it's called a uh, Joe Para talks with you. It's on adult swim. It is one of the most delightful shows I've ever seen. Cause one, it reminds me of Stacy cause it's <laughs> this guy in the, in the Midwest and he's just like the most innocent guy in the world. He just like describes life and it's just really, really just, it's, it's like comforting. It, it's just watch one episode. And if you're like, Oh yeah, this is for me. Cool. But there's someone out there that's like, yeah, this is like really soothing and it's just a good, wholesome show. And he's just like a good guy. And the world around him is completely normal. Everybody thinks he's weird because he's just like such a good guy. But just watch it. <laughs> it's worth watching. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Um, my third pick, I don't have Valley Silicon this week because, you know, we're not out buying things. And I haven't seen anything crazy in a while other than toilet paper rushes. 
and thousand dollar bidets. Uh, but my That's pretty valley silicon. Is valley silicon. Laser recruiters, like finally busted, busted. I've gotten so many recruiter emails, and none of them mention working from home, uh, coronavirus, anything about current events at all in the world. They're all just like, "Hey, Jim, I saw you didn't get my last email. Just following up." And I'm like, "I know." I know now that these are all automated. I knew it before, but now I know definitively that they are automated because I've gotten like four or five emails from someone and like nothing mentions the current events in the world. So recruiters, come on, like change your algorithm a little bit, get audited. And my last pick is um, change slash opportunity. Like it, it's a rare time in the world when we get to actually see the world changing and you're aware of it. Usually the world changes and then you only know it looking back, but now we're in the middle of it and we're just seeing tech change, we're seeing the idea of remote work change, we're seeing the idea of people with kids, like, these are actually real problems that we just put off for 100 years. And like, ah, let, let the women deal with it, or let someone else deal with it. Like, now everybody, this is everybody's issue to deal with. And it's really interesting to see how the world changes, how Silicon Valley adapts, and which companies survive and which companies don't, and not all of them will, unfortunately, and change often is not pleasant. But the world is changing. But like Augustus pick, there's opportunity there um, because we don't even know what's going to happen. Like you look at the stock market, it's up one day by insane points, it's down one day by insane points. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So if you're smart and you're entrepreneurial, this is the time to like make your mark and you can really, really become the next big thing because uh, all the entrenched players don't know what to do either. So it's a crazy time to be alive. Um, you know, it's an old curse that says, may you live in interesting times. Well, this is interesting times uh, for good or for worse. It is what it is. Awesome. I have uh, two picks to add going off the local business. I've been drinking tonight bear bottle beers, which honestly is so good. It's a local microbrewery in San Francisco. They always have like an amazing large selection of various beers and they're always changing it. They're constantly creating new flavors and coming up with new beers to try. So definitely want to say drink beer bottle if you're in, in San Francisco. Yeah, and they're phenomenal for teaching people how to homebrew. Like they helped me a lot with my homebrewing when I lived in San Francisco. They're a phenomenal community over there. I love that place. That's really cool. I did not know that. And I love also, well, right now you can't go, you can go pick up beer, but you can't go in there. Right. But I also love that they're very like dog friendly, kid friendly. Like you can just kind of go there and hang out, Their grab beers. Awesome. It's, it, the space is really cool. And then my second pick is uh, definitely relative to working from home and have more productivity. Uh, it's called uh, Coffivity. It's a suggestion that someone on Twitter shared with me, Ren Mural. He had shared this link to basically this app that recreates ambient sounds of cafe background noise. This might be good for you, Augustus, um, to help you feel like you're in a creative space and, and you're able to work a little bit better. And I think it is important to maybe not feel so isolated. And so this, it, if you're coding or anything like that, it's a great way to kind of entrench yourself in your work, but not be completely, um, like fully immersed in your own world. It's like it trying to build stuff around Quarantine you which is kind in of your cool. own world. Cheers. Uh, good, good point, Brian. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to our first ever remote recorded episode. You can find us on frontendhappyhour.com. Subscribe to us on Spotify or whatever you like to listen to podcasts on. And you can also follow us on Twitter at frontendhh. Any last words? You know, the 
The best part of working remotely is I recognize that Jem, your eyes are up here, but the party's down here, so I can just stare at his beer the entire time, and it's not weird. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.